Hey, just wanted to pop in before the regular episode here and say that this episode comes with a content warning. Um, this covers topics about sexual assault and violence against women. So if that's something you feel uncomfortable with, go ahead and skip this episode. We don't get too graphic, but I did want to give that warning at the top. Hey, I'm Daniel Spear. And I'm James Wazo. And you're listening to Long Beach Chisme, a podcast presented in collaboration with Forth.org. We're here. We're queer. We're constantly irritated when we don't have certain working conditions. <laughs> <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Boo! Okay. James, what are we talking about today? I'm excited. Ooh. I'm glad you're excited. Today, we are going to chisme about the struggles and victories of hotel workers in mm. Long Beach and really dive into a big fight for a law called Claudia's Law mm. that eventually became known as Measure WW. And is there's there's a lot of tea already. There's a lot of tea already in that. Sure. We're going to dive into it. Sure. And we're not going to do it alone because we okay. have a special guest today. That's right. This is our what is it, first guest, I think. I think maybe. I think it depends on how it airs. <laughs> yeah, it depends on how it airs. But yeah, I'm excited. But now we're not alone. Yeah, exactly. We have friends. Uh-huh. So before we introduce our amazing guest, mm-hmm. I do want to give a little bit of background and context just to kind of set this all up for you and paint the scene, right, mm-hmm. as we will. Okay. So our story today, where we're going to talk a lot about, like I mentioned, Claudia's Law, Measure WW, it's all around like labor and hotel workers. Mm-hmm. I really dig into that. So this story starts with the a group called the Long Beach Coalition for Good Jobs and a Healthy Community. Mm-hmm. That's a long name. Yeah, but if you couldn't figure out what they're about, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's on the tip. Yeah, but there's a lot of groups out there that are like the America Healthy Good Act, and it's all Republicans, you right? Know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this this group is not Republican. Okay, so good. this group was created. This coalition, the Long Beach Coalition for Good Jobs, was created in 2006 to address the growing inequality and poverty in Long Beach. And so they're all about like promoting living wages, responsible development, affordable housing, all that kind of stuff, right? Like mm. the bread and butter of like economics. Right, the things you need to like be able to live the real right. shit, the, the real, real shit. shit. Yeah. yeah, so they were all about bringing together hotel workers, community organizations, clergy, community members, all around these issues. And then when looking at you know even thinking about jobs at the time, remember this is like 2006, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a very different world, right? We've done yeah. the time traveling before, yeah, yeah, about yeah. What the world was like in 2006, we're set up, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. When looking at you know different uh, jobs and sectors in Long Beach, hospitality mm. workers were the ones facing like the greatest income inequality and pay gaps, um, grueling workloads, and also like an industry where you think about hotels, like at the time in Long Beach, like the hotel and hospitality industry was booming, right? Like today we're very familiar with like, you know, the Grand Prix and all these conventions Mm -hmm. and these big fancy hotels. Like, Mm -hmm. and granted we had some of that then, but it was really, really booming as like Long Beach became like... Yeah, like a destination, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna look at the oil island, right? Kinda, and you, and you so say. <laughs> yeah, and so just to give a little context too, right? Like when looking at hospitality workers, mind you, this is in two thousand six, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The median yearly earnings of hotel workers that were interviewed by the coalition when they were doing this study at one of the major luxury hotels, mm. they found that the median yearly earnings were $19,000. Jesus. Like, granted, right? Like, that sounds wild to think about now. But even then, in even 2006, then, yeah. pre- Adjusting for inflation, still, it's yeah, really it's still, low. That yeah. is extremely low, right? Yeah. 
And so when you think about like when somebody is making just that little money, right, Mm -hmm. how much reliance they have, not just on public assistance, but on the social safety net. Mm-hmm. If you ever been on the social safety net, you know. It's super sturdy, super ah. strong, and they should call it a trampoline because I bounced right back. I boing, right back. Boing. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and some of that is like, you think about like this historical, for, for people who don't know, there was this like huge pivot, right, in Long Beach mm. from the aerospace industry, mm. which were like union good paying jobs, sure. right? And in the 80s, there was a huge shift to the hospitality union as yeah. aerospace left and, you know, and, and things that the, the landscape of job shift. Mm-hmm. So these are all non-union jobs. These are low-wage jobs, right? A familiar and, story that is probably you could say around a lot of places ooh, in America. Well, we gonna talk about that. Something right, happened in the that. '80s. Something happened in the '80s. I don't know what, but Reagan. <laughs> 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 Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Sorry, I got a, something in my throat. A little bit there. <laughs> so the Long Beach Coalition, they are, you know, our, our protagonists of this story. And, um, you know, in doing this kind of landscape work and understanding, like, the hotel sector, they uh, worked on a ballot measure, a huge mm. effort that is, has to be a whole other episode we're going to do on Measure N. Measure N was a ballot measure in November 2012 that passed with 64% of the vote of voters in Long Beach. And they voted to ha- raise the minimum wage for hotel workers to um, uh, $13 an hour in luxury hotels, Mm. um, paid sick leave, tip protection for workers. Mm. Mind you, and then in 2012, California minimum wage is $8, right? So I know it's higher now, but it's like about $8 and jumped to like a $13 and eventually a $15 minimum wage for hotel workers was like a huge deal. And it's also like a thing that like paves the way for other people are like, oh shit, if they could do it, maybe we could do it. So like, you know, the coalition had this amazing win because people and workers came together to be like, hell yeah, let's like raise the minimum wage for hotel workers and as you can imagine what do the, all the hotel owners say they're like if you raise the minimum wage everyone's gonna lose their job yeah, and exactly. we're not gonna make and guess what happened a year after <laughs> record profits yeah record profits because the tourism industry in long beach was booming that's it doesn't yeah yeah it's, all, it's the, never, all the all the comic cons yeah. right mm-hmm. like all the things that robert was robert garcia was trying to his favorite at, thing right? yeah yeah all that yeah. stuff like the industry the industry boomed right mm-hmm. the record profits of these hotels yeah and of course right the sky didn't fall because we were paying people living wages can you imagine that yeah exactly imagine that yeah so you know, enter into this new era, having this win under under the coalition's belt, right? And in reality, even though, you know, you take care of some of, like, raising the wage for hotel workers, mm-hmm. you still have so many problems. Hotel workers, um, it's such a difficult industry. You yeah. face literally backbreaking work to mm-hmm. clean rooms and very tight shifts. Um, so you have o- overburdened uh, workloads. Um, and especially for an industry for hotel workers and maids who are predominantly women, la- uh, Latina women, right? Mm-hmm. You face sexual assault. And that's mm. like a really dark reality that we often don't think about when we go visit hotels and we think about what um, uh, workers are uh, vulnerable to, what are exposed to. Yeah. Also persistent problems of wage theft, things like, you know, all of those things that may face, uh, that hotel workers may face, especially when they're alone in rooms. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of instances that hotel workers who shared stories who work in Long Beach, especially in these like luxury hotels with, you know, hundreds of rooms yeah. where, you know, they're left in rooms um, and, um, you know, because a guest is there and they might be intoxicated or whatever. Like mm-hmm. there's no, there's no, no safety protection no protection no for safety. these hotel workers. And it, it's, I mean, I've, I remember this campaign happening. I remember going to a showing where they had some speakers and one of the hotel workers was talking just about how harrowing it is and how, yeah. how, how frequent it was too. And how right. much the managers didn't care. Right. And it's, it's at that point, it's like, 
they they know like this guest is a danger and mm-hmm. and we and we are not mm-hmm. we're not protecting our workers at all. Right. And okay. the reality is when you're in an industry, if you've ever worked like a low wage job, then you understand like, look, if this customer is gonna put down a pretty penny, right? Yeah. Like at the end of the day we wanna make money, right? Exactly. So it's like, well, sorry to hear that happen to you, but, but right. Yeah. Which is just horrible. That's it's no bad. way uh, anyway, all of this, all of these issues culminated in the story of Claudia, who we're going to learn more about from our guest. Um, Claudia was a hotel worker who collapsed in the parking lot of one of the major hotels here mm. after working overtime and a mm. grueling workload. Mm. Um, and that created the inspiration for Claudia's Law, which was basically a law that was proposed by the city council um, to provide sexual assault protections in the form of panic buttons mm-hmm. to hotel workers, put workload protections to help, you know, uh, support workers. It was championed by then city council member Lena Gonzalez. She's in the state Senate now, had a lot of support uh, them from council member Janine Pierce, who started that work with hotel workers when she herself was an organizer with the Long Beach Coalition. Um, and we're going to get into the story, but ultimately it failed. It mm-hmm. failed because the Long Beach City Council did not, um, in a last minute, a very long council meeting, there was a last minute switch and the item failed. And Susie Price, Daryl Superna, Stacey Mungo, Dee Andrews, Al Austin, all these council members who were the final people who put the the nail in the coffin and killed the policy. Yeah. And this I love policy loved- that is frankly bare minimum protections really really truly right buttons you know and workload like management like exhaustion that puts someone in the hospital and they were never the same we're gonna link a video in the show notes that talks about it but that's the level of like harm that was happening and And these names say them again i want to hear them again loud and clear (laughs) so we're talking you know with people who oppose this policy we voted no on this policy right Mm -hmm. and this is why i think it's a compelling it's such a good story right when you think about Susie price daryl supernas stacy mungo d andrews and al austin Mm -hmm. because these were all council members who also in this campaign got so much money um and we saw money from the opposing campaigns the hotel owners and all of these hotels who were pouring money into these efforts to prevent this law from becoming mm-hmm. like a thing. Right. Yeah. And so what I love about this is that it failed at city council. And instead of just being so upset about it, the workers said, all right, F it. We'll take it to the ballot. Yeah. And that's how Claudia's law became measure WW. Yeah. So I don't want to get into too much because our yeah, guests exactly. are going to walk us through all of it. And this awesome story about it. So I do want to, without further ado, I do want to introduce Marlene, our guest. Mm-hmm. So Marlene Montañez is currently organizing with Long Beach Forward as the associate director. Um, I'm so excited that she's here. <laughs> and as she is also formerly with the Long Beach Coalition, the same group that we were talking about. Um, and she's organized with students at Cal State Long Beach. Uh, she's organized with hotel workers, Kawasheros, and immigrant rights groups um, across the greater LA area. Mm. We also went to Cal State Long Beach together. So we've <laughs> been, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we go yeah. back a little bit. And um, in this particular story about Measure WW, yeah. um, Marlene was the uh, coalition organizer and really worked with not just community groups, but hotel workers to really move this policy forward and mm. at the ballot. So yeah. Without further ado, I'm so excited that Marlene is here. Let's get into it. All right. 
we have our first guest yes! ever here today. Ever, ever, ever yeah. in the history of this pod. Ever in the history of this pod. This is yeah. amazing. And I'm it? excited. It's a really great guest. What a treat. Why don't you introduce us? Yes, I would love to. So we have here in the studio. <laughs> in the studio. Um, our first in the guest, mobile studio. The mobile studio. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have our first guest who is uh, an amazing organizer, revolutionary, Mahomi, um, and Marlene Montañez, who is just an all-around amazing-ass organizer. So wow. thank you for being here, Marlene. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm going to walk around asking people to introduce me just the way you just did. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. You should, it's, it's, that's like, so like, you know, disclosure, Marlene and I work together mm-hmm. in like our day jobs. But mm-hmm. it's like, it is weird to like think about people describing you or introducing you. Or people are like, oh, sure. how can I introduce you? And I'm like, just call me sure. a person. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, you rightfully so have done amazing things. And the I think <laughs> like I think about so much of like what we've recorded so far in this pod yeah. and all of these stories yeah. and like you you have your hand in a lot of things. So I'll just put that out there. In the city. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's got her fi- yeah. <laughs> she's got her finger on the pulse. <sighs> she's in every room. So we um uh asked you to come on the pod because we wanted to talk about in our storytelling efforts, you know, one of the things that I think is really important to know about Long Beach, right, besides being such like a a working class city, um, a really like vibrant diversity, is like we have like legit like industries and um, and different like sectors here in the city. And one of the hugest ones is hospitality. Mm. Like we're, we're like a, a, a tourist. What do we call We call it like a touristy Tourist kind of trap. city, right? Tourist. We're a beach city where you can just kind of look at the beach. You can't go in it. Right. You got to look at it. <laughs> and if you need to look at it, you got to go to a hotel. And I feel like people know Long Beach for like a lot of the convention stuff. The like the, when you like see Long Beach, you think of the Queen Mary, you think of all of yeah. the like scenic shit, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And you think of like or um, like Straight Pride, the Grand Prix, right? <laughs> um, and you think of <laughs> really, it is right. Like, have you ever been down at the Grand Prix? Yeah, it's... nobody's like vroom vroom, honey. No, there's none of that. <laughs> it is. It's like hold my beer. Be yeah, quiet. yeah. So, um, but like behind all of that is this like huge tourism and hospitality industry, right? And think about all the hotels um, that it takes to like run that economy. Um, it's huge, and it so. Is. Um, I wanted to, to talk about um, what eventually became Measure WW, yeah. which, you know, some people might not be familiar with, but I think yeah. that's like an amazing, fascinating story yeah. when, you think, when I think about Long Beach. Yeah. And, and I like, heard it was super easy. It took 30 minutes. You guys were <laughs> out there. Yeah. Close of an eye. Yeah. You guys were like, hey, can we get some rights? And they were like, we got you. We love you. <laughs> like, go oh, what you need. Anything? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, what 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 was the the um, the start? What was like the problem? What was going on in Long Beach all before like the solution came about? Mm. Absolutely. So, in the beginning, we had we were kind of evaluating what had happened with Measure N, the minimum wage, and we were going around to hotels. We had amazing interns. So shout out to the interns <laughs> that did all that surveys and measure n for folks who don't yeah. know was the living it was a ballot measure that uh raised the minimum wage um to protection paid sick leave for hotel workers in the city right yes what year was that 20 20 20 all of us 12 oh or 13 12 or no 13. 2012 i think 2012 okay. 2012. Okay. Okay. yeah yeah that's 10 years ago yeah, yeah. yeah. holy moly wow wait yes. what year is that 22 <laughs> 
<laughs> like, wow, it's right 10 now. years. It's 2017. Don't oh let anyone God. tell you different. Wow. So yeah, a while ago, um, we were kind of evaluating what had happened with Measure N. We were a question, doing a questionnaire with hotel workers. And in the conversation of those questionnaires, a lot of sexual assault cases and workload, heavy workloads were coming out. Um, and at the same time, we had this very sad case of a hotel worker who fell ill after working a very long shift. Mm -hmm. um, she had initially been scheduled for eight hours and her hours kept increasing. And her name was Cla is Claudia. Um, Claudia was very sick after that. Um, she was um, in a coma for quite a couple of months. And then she woke up. Unfortunately, she didn't wake up to be the person she used to be before she got sick. Um, and Claudia was, it was a really sad case. I, I personally felt really close to her parents and the experience she had been t through because I felt like I could yeah. have been her at any yeah. point. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, really drove it home for us. And that's when we started advocating for the hotels to address the workload and the sexual harassment. It went kind of hand in hand. I think people don't realize how much, like, hard, hard labor goes into, like, making these, like, luxurious, opulent-looking hotels to yeah. actually function. Like, any hotel, right? Let's be real. Any hotel. But then especially these, like, mega, giant, yeah. luxury hotels. Like, it's... Backbreaking, literally backbreaking work. It's backbreaking work, and to have somebody do it over time, and to have it be underpaid on top of that, and yeah. exploitative because they're like, "Oh, you're an immigrant, we can underpay you." And yeah, like that. And it's yeah, especially when you think about like how much those room rates are go for, right? Oh, like, yeah, those. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they don't. They're not. They got the money, right? Like, they got the money. And we're not talking about like necessarily like right now and like Measure N. All of this stuff isn't like the the small little hotels. We're talking about like Big the 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 uh, the Westin. We're talking about um, the Hilton. Mm -hmm. um, what's the other one that I'm thinking? I'm missing the other hotels in Long Beach. The Renaissance. Renaissance. Oh, yeah, the Renaissance. The Renaissance over there on Ocean. Um, there's the Maya. And then what's the one yeah. that's... Uh, so small businesses, mom and pops. <laughs> mom and pops, know. yeah. These for big dime, hotels yeah. that are bringing in money. Money, yeah. money, money. Yeah. yeah. And to have somebody collapse and... Well, she had an aneurysm or... I actually don't know exactly mm. what she had, but yes, she Enough did collapse. To be put in the hospital and, yeah. and not For months. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, that's yeah. wild. So, so this happens to Claudia, right? And there's like, okay, there's a need. And you mentioned like the sexual assaults too, right? Yeah, um, it was kind of happening at the same time when we were seeing these cases. It kind of felt like they went hand in hand. Folks feeling, a lot of the women feeling pretty exhausted from the work. And on top of that, coming into hotel rooms, experiencing all sorts of forms of sexual abuse. Mm. Cases that you were just like, how do people even conceive or do these behaviors towards hotel workers? Oh, it, gosh. it was really, really sad to just see people probably my age and people around my mother's age who are experiencing mm. sexual assault. Yeah. Dang. So... There's, okay, so here's, like, the problem, right? Like, obviously, it's it's a big enough issue. And I don't think it's even necessarily, to my knowledge, it wasn't even something that was, like, 
necessarily unique to Long Beach, right? It happens no. in a lot of major no. cities. Yeah. Yes, of course. Um, there were stories of it all across Southern California of hotel workers experiencing the exact same thing. And I must say, this was before the Me Too movement. So mm. hotel workers were talking about sexual assault and sexual violence before there was a whole narrative around Me Too. Dang, yeah. dang. That's that's awesome. Yeah, and I'll talk about it a little bit later in the story. Yeah. But after that, we did start doing policy advocacy, trying to pass this through council. Yeah. Sadly, took it to council and lost. We had council members not being able to understand why hotel workers were facing the circumstances they were facing. So you made a policy, crafted a policy to actually do something about it. Yeah, city well, council. I didn't, but <laughs> yes. yeah. Well, yeah. What does that look People like? So there, was together. Like, there was like a coalition building. Around. Yes, there was a bunch of amazing organizations coming together to ask for this policy to exist with mm. council, advocating to them, really talking about the incidents and having hotel workers go to council members narrating the stories that had happened. I Actually, there was even a booklet addressing and trying to tell some of that narrative as well. Mm -hmm. What were some of the reactions from, like, council members talking to hotel workers about, like, what's going on? Yeah. I'm kind of embarrassed for them to actually have to say this out loud, but they would tell them, like, why don't you just get another job? Oh, my God. God. It was so dismissive of their experience and the complexities (sighs) of what it means to be a woman of color. You can say who said that. <laughs> this is a podcast to say who said that because Jesus Christ. The also the idea. So you believe that this job should exist and that somebody should do it, but then also like if it's hard, just go get another one. But then that that the job is still going to exist and someone will be yeah. exploited. Yeah, like you're not. That's not the solution. Well, I also I think about like remember when we did the listicle talking about the city. Yeah. We talked about like how. The way it's structured is, like, mm-hmm. the people who get elected into city council mm-hmm. are people who, like, are often landlords or have these, yeah. like, very different kind of, like, white-collar jobs. So, like, that is such a kind of answer to be, like, why don't you just get a different job? Why don't you just... Like, just... so tone-deaf. Not everybody... To reality. <laughs> what a... Oh, God, that's bleak. That's bleak. I... I, uh, I don't know. It, it speaks to a lot of just... The capitalist mindset, I think, of just like that's how the free market works. If something's not working, it's your fault, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then on top of that, for it to be harrowing tales of sexual abuse and sexual assault, and for that to be their reaction is like, oh, yeah. so you don't have a soul. Like, there's nothing in there yeah. behind those eyes. Like, you have lack of empathy. So tell me about this, like, vote. Cause, like, okay, so this policy is crafted, right? People, many people work on it. Um, hotel workers are meeting with city council members, like not complete. Everybody is like, no, we don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Well, um, okay, there was a good chunk of them wanting to do it. And then there was a couple of them on the fence, not understanding the issue. And then there was the ones that were out saying no, like completely that they weren't giving us the time of day. Um, so yeah, there was, there was some people that were willing to do it, but there were some council members that definitely didn't. And I think those were the hardest to move to understand, and mm. especially in the day of the of the vote. So maybe let me explain how that day went. Yes. yes. So we're we, all about the drama here. Right? And we want to know names and faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had community members show up. Obviously, like coalitions that were supporting this understood the layers of what was going on. Uh-huh. And then we had 
hotel owners and employees they were paying to be there Fuck. wearing shirts saying conflicting narratives oh to what God. the hotel workers were experiencing now mind you this is a predominantly latina women immigrant women mm-hmm. workforce yeah. so some of the women that were sitting there did not understand what their employer was saying how oh, they were oh contradicting God. their co-workers stories oh my God. Oh, it was man. such a nasty situation Ugh. and it was just like story behind story behind story community members that we had never even attempted to organize showing up to talk about the importance of this policy people we had never even like met like outreached who were showing up saying like this matters like sexual assault is a real thing and there's it's a workplace issue and at the end there was Five votes that did. I mean, there was definitely not not enough votes, mm-hmm. and community remembers that the response, the dismissiveness of those council members that did not vote for it. Um, you're looking at me like you want names. <laughs> That's what we're doing, dude. As I sip my coffee here, yeah. I oh mean, you God. don't have to if you don't feel comfortable. You don't have to say no, often, no, no. You know. <laughs> Yes, I think that one was the one that hurt the most. All yeah. Austin not voting in solidarity with hotel workers, knowing that he has uh, ties to unions himself, mm. really kind oh. of hurt because oh. I I personally, I can speak for myself as a, as a woman of color. I expected a black man to stand in solidarity with me to understand mm. what it meant for folks to not have a choice to leave their job when they felt uncomfortable. And that one... That one Ooh. really hurt. Yeah. That one was the one where I just couldn't understand why. What would motivate an individual to vote against something that could benefit people's lives? So Al was the like deciding vote that like killed the policy. Correct. You mentioned it was like five, right? And there's like nine people. So just doing the math, doing the little bit of math that I do on my weekly basis. <laughs> five <right>? to nine. <laughs> five, five to four, right? Yeah, yeah, like there's yeah. a, that's a deciding person to yes. like kill the. Wow. So. We talked about we've mentioned Al before because we in the yeah in the, we're gonna do an episode on Al eventually and in the in um the marijuana when we talked about mar- marijuana um Al was the person talking about how like clearly cannabis is very profitable and here to stay so let's yeah let's get what we can from it right yeah so <sighs> the idea so these hotel workers a lot of the times I'm guessing it's a lot like when landlords show up to city council and and like. They go like, well, our small business will be hurt if you give these people rights or something like that. Is that the kind of like stories you heard from like these hotel managers or whatever when they came to this meeting? Yes, there was the financial part, but then then there was the other one way where they were like, we're really employing people and we're doing everything we can to prevent people from being harassed. And when it got to the technicalities, we were asking for panic buttons. It was just a device that they could carry around. Mm, And they were like, well, we're giving them alarms. We're giving them these panic buttons that don't really send a signal anywhere. We're just like, it's kind of like a car alarm, like whoever's in the vicinity. And we were like, no, that's not enough. That's not. It's... That's the bare minimum. Like, really... Can we also talk about how the fact that, like... You know, they're going to make this argument of like, oh, we don't want to do any of this because we don't want to pay. It's going to cost more money if we have like give people these actual, you know, panic buttons or institute all these things. Yet they're willing, these hotel owners are willing to pay employees in such a deceitful way to show up at a city council meeting, Mm -hmm. lobby against their own coworkers. Buy those t-shirts. 
it's sick. It's yeah, so yeah. It's sick. Like what? Oh, Just so God. they don't have to, because they're like <sighs> thinking, oh well, if I don't have to pay these people long term, if I don't raise a dollar, if I don't buy a panic button, which is what? Like, yeah. And we must also talk about the workload part, where we yes. were seeing hotel mm-hmm. workers getting urinary tract infections because they weren't completing their rooms so they would stop they wouldn't use the restroom just to power through their shift oh god we were seeing rampant wage theft because some Mm. of them would talk about clocking in early Mm. um clocking out and then continuing to work that's wage theft yeah yes yeah we talk about (laughs) we talk about all these kinds of levels of theft and stealing right and Mm. we do not talk about wage theft enough no and it's not the way you think. It's not like your employer walking up and keeping wages. It's about no. your employer pushing more work out of you without them paying you for what is just. Yeah. Mm. Telling you, hey, clock out. And then you can't do anything because then you'll lose your job. And that's your only source of income. Like, right. You know, Basically, right. yes. Oh, my gosh. God. So so uh, I, I I mean, I do want to put the pl- the plot twist in this situation as an organizer. <laughs> I was heartbroken, you know? Sure, sure. This is no, like this a policy a that I've been working towards getting to pass. Mm-hmm. And two weeks later, the Me Too movement all of a sudden happens. Whoa. Two weeks later. And all of a sudden, everybody wants to talk about women facing sexual violence. And that changed the narrative. That's what actually pushed us to put together um, Measure WW. Wow. So literally, Me Too drops and just changed these entire... I mean, people were upset. I mean, yes. rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yes. I, re- I remember being there that night at the city council, and it was it was hard. It was heartbreaking. And people were upset, but then you get this whole national movement yeah. and energy to make the Long Beach City Council look like, holy crap, y'all just... Uh, did, you all said, no, thank you, next, Cause for I, this policy. At least from a from an outside glance, wasn't one of the organizers on the cover of Time Magazine? Yes. Like, that oh, happened. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes. Oh my gosh. Do you remember her name? Um, I believe it was Juana Melara and okay. Nereida. So mm-hmm. though they were both on the cover. Like that is, I don't know. That's, that's wild. Yeah. yeah. That is wild. That's the level that it was getting at in terms of like, and it's also like, I remember seeing that cover and I remember going like, this is some of these, like a couple of them were celebrities and they had legitimate, you know, stories and stuff like that. But it was like the faces of these two organizers is more what happens daily, like what happens so constantly and consistently. And their stories were so like more reflective of how America is, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know. It, it's yeah. Yeah. And it was also like really cool that like how often do we see like working people and it's particularly working women like in that kind of like national spotlight of time magazine right like highlighting these things mm. unfortunately for the wrong reasons i wish yeah. they right. would have been no, on the sure. times right. magazine because they were amazing because they are amazing right but yes it was a sad circumstance and yeah you're absolutely right daniel it was definitely highlighting stories that are a, a lot of times not told about the mm-hmm. amount of violence women of color face yeah so that's I think that's I think that's so dope. Like it's like okay, you didn't give us this policy. Mm-hmm. Like you're clearly on the wrong side of history and just ethics and morals, right? And then to have this entire thing blow up, and then you know all of these community groups decide like f it, we're gonna go to the ballot, we're gonna go to the people, we're gonna mm-hmm. put a ballot measure to do the exact same thing because clearly you nine people can't do it. Yep. 
what did that work, what did that work look like? Were you like you y'all this coalition came and pulled up your rolled up your sleeves and were like we got to knock on some doors like basically basically yes. yeah community would come through. Um, there were so many community that were just like, hey, I can't door knock, but I can definitely get enough signatures mm-hmm. to get a couple of them together. So mm. there were so many. It was definitely an effort of love and care and a lot of community coming mm. through and showing up to get ballots and for folks to sign. And then there's community and a lot of other organizations that would show up on Saturday mornings on the north side to get signatures. It was actually a lot of labor of love and a lot of care because people took the time out of their days and their mornings. Saturday mornings are so precious and folks would Mm -hmm. still show up and gather signatures really early in the morning because they really valued this. That's so dope. And and like, and break that down because like, it's not easy to do a ballot measure either, right? Like you have to, (laughs) famously, from what I, like my SparkNotes version of it is basically (laughs) you gotta like, get the language approved, right? By like the city. Down to the font. Down to the, really? Yes. Oh my gosh. That's Queens. Shout out to Victor because (laughs) this was, that was his labor of love trying to figure out the layout. Wow. Okay. So you get all of that done and then you're not on the ballot. You have to get enough signatures to qualify yeah. to be on the ballot, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, like, what's the math on that, too? Because you, it's like... Oh, you're you asking the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> really bad with I mean, math. it's basically, like, there's a X amount of signatures of that you city. have. It's a percentage, yeah. right? And then, yes. but then, like, the winning strategy is you get, like, double that or something like that, right? So, okay, this is, this is, I don't know the exact math, but I yeah. know that, for example... It's okay, I'm not trying to do math either. You gather <laughs> a certain no- number of signatures, and it was, like, it's, like, boxes worth of signatures. Right, right. I mean, there's, like, you know, half a million people in Long Beach, right? Yes. Yeah. You yeah. take it to the city clerk, and then they take a sample from those. And if the sample comes out clean, that means you don't have doubles. Everybody Mm. on there is like a legitimate voter. The signatures match. Then you go on there. We we weren't that lucky. No, of course not. (laughs) Our sample was like, I think there was like a couple of double signatures because people were really excited. So they were like us and they were like, I don't remember if I signed yours already. I'll sign it again. That's me. I go to every grocery store and they're like, sign this. I'm like, I've already signed it already, but I'll just sign it again. Exactly. And that's what happened to us. People were so enthusiastic about it that Mm -hmm. they actually had to go back and like count them out. Yeah. And once you you reach that threshold, then you go ahead and are added into the ballot. Yeah. Wow. And then it's smooth sailing and you don't have to know. <laughs> <laughs> so you do all that signature gathering, like yeah. going door to door or wherever to get signatures, get them qualified and validated. Mm-hmm. And then the people still got to vote for it. And I'm sure the hotel managers and all these people are coming out like, Oh, if this passes, oh, who knows? You know? That was until they got on the ballot. Mm. Then all of a sudden, there's there's a process to that, too. There's mm. like a narrative piece mm-hmm. where there's a advocate piece and then there's an opposition piece that has to go on the ballot. Yeah. And there's a whole narrative to go with oh, that, yeah. too. I remember when uh, this was the same year as like Prop 10 was on the ballot. I think the rent control ballot. Um, yes, there's been so sure. many of that yeah, one. No, like I'm like the, which ten? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's the pro- that was the rent control one, and I remember all the commercials coming out being like, "Don't let this pass, or else I can't buy a home," or something like that. Like just all this stuff. It'll make rent go up if you do this. Actually, like, and now you can buy a home, right? Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Because it passed. <laughs> and it that worked out yeah, nicely. <laughs> great. Yeah, but that's how it goes. Like these, whenever you start seeing all these like high quality ads with like a disabled veteran coming out right. that they yeah. paid an actor. Yeah, I am sure that was just 
the hill you had to fight against. Like also, can we talk about this like great vibe and the whole kind of just like package that Measure WW was? Like WW working women, mm-hmm. like so fucking cool. That worked out. So it was cool. actually really nice. And you yeah. get to pick the letters, so great. that was really Oh, that's how that works. Oh, I think cute. yeah, if I remember correctly, yes, you get to pick the letters. That's so cute. That yeah. goes a lot of to, you know, other strategy yeah. and other thoughts and yeah. the messaging. So yes. So, great. so Measure WW, like, is on the ballot for the November 2018 election. And, and Measure WW, just, what does it include? You you talk about the panic buttons. You talk about, does it include also the wage increase? or the, No. No? Wage was increase? way before that, gotcha. Measure N. But it includes um, workload and gotcha. the sexual assault prevention process. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so like, um, uh, there's like a certain amount of per, uh, square footage that uh, workers can clean, right? Yeah, I think something like that. Yeah, okay. Within the amount of time or something like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. So was it smooth sailing to like <laughs> get the get people to vote for it? Um, actually, there was a there was it was very rare we when we came across anybody that was like, I love hotels so much, I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I think honestly, I, I like hotels. <laughs> I like, but not like, enough to vote against no. WWE. Oh yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah, 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 when we'll go I on like a trip, we'll go, on, sometimes we'll go on vacation. Oh. He's like, he's yeah, okay. like, oh, we got to go to this. We have to go to this one that has a union. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, totally. And yes, like the price, and I'm like, hotel, is it fairhotel.com? Yeah, no, yeah. it's an app, too. Yes, yeah. look that up. If y'all traveling out there, fair hotel, Google yeah. it. It's a pretty penny, hotels. but when you hear the other side of like, yes. this is the type of exploitation that goes on in places where they don't have that. If y'all got the cash monies, go to union hotels. Yeah, if yeah. not, find, yeah. make friends. Make <laughs> <laughs> Make friends in different cities. That's what I do. I know y'all talking to daddies. Come on yeah. now. <laughs> We're not going to admit to that. <laughs> admit? That's his personality and brand. My God. His iPhone name is Whole iPhone. <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> Yeah. And oh, you're on airdrop. You're like, who's holes I phone? I know. I kind of really need to change that. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Okay, we were talking about smooth sailing. Yeah, people. But, like, was there opposition to it? I, there was definitely opposition from the um, Hotel Owners Association. But I think because of the Me Too movement, it really gave a lot of platform for hotel workers to talk about something that they had been experiencing in a whole other way Mm. and all of a sudden what had initially been like a brown woman issue turned into more of a mainstream issue all of a Mm. sudden had so much more leeway for there to be conversation about it and apart from the um hotel owners it was basically it that was it everybody else was kind of falling in line the catch was that the narrative when we were talking to BIPOC community, it was quick for them to capture, right? Like they were oh, like, yeah. "Yes, I understand mm-hmm. the dynamics to that," right. but they're the hardest. We're the hardest people to turn out to vote. So <laughs> that I'm like, was, yeah, yeah. When is that? Oh, I have a thing that day. <laughs> yeah. I'm working. So it yeah. was. It was actually. It was a double whammy because it was like a vote for this, and then are you really going to vote? Come yeah. out to vote. Yeah. So. That was the catch to it, trying to get BIPOC voters yeah. to come out and vote. And, and in that, that was a, a victory in itself. Yeah. But it worked. It did. But it, it worked. worked. I just pulled up the election results. It was the so Measure WW passed with 64.49%, basically 65% of the vote, mm-hmm. which is 
why that's awesome yeah that is like the biggest like f you to all of the city council for like not passing it right well like, how did they act after it was passed were they like oh yeah you're welcome like that's the kind of impression i get from a lot of city council people is that when something good happens in long beach they love to take credit for it even though they have no hand in it I actually don't have any recollection of any uh, of them taking credit for it. Or gotcha. No, I don't think so. Which kind of makes me happy because I'm like, no, oh, good. good room, right? Like, good. Be good. <laughs> good. I don't know. Well, no, because I did. Well, I think about our cannabis episode and where they're at now with cannabis. They're like, oh, yeah, we always loved it. It was great. And oh, yeah, I mean, the whole thing. For yeah. the credit for the ones, for the obvious four that did vote for it, of oh, course right. they did because mm-hmm. they were on the right side of history before mm-hmm. it right. happened. Right. So good. to them, of course, yes. And I just think, like, I look, I'm looking at the vote, right? Like, 65%, that's 84,000 votes in favor of this versus 46,000 no. Like, 84,000 people in Long Beach choosing to, like, hell yeah, like, this is what we need to do as a city. Like, that's so cool. Yeah, that's so dope. It's pretty magical to think about it in those numbers because that means those, those the majority of those were conversations. And that was yeah. a lot of people moving people to do that. Ooh, I'm so tired. <laughs> just so, thinking about that. It's so hard. Talking. It's yeah, hard to get in. Like phone banking, a lot of just texting, everything. Te- yeah, yeah. Some, like labor of love, and just to see, like you know, to know that that was like literally hotel workers mm-hmm. who are literally doing yeah. this backbreaking work, yeah. and then like finishing and hopping on the phone, going door knocking on on their free time. Like that's just that's this wild. took years. Years. This took years. You're talking what you said, 2013 at the beginning, 2012. That was like measure N. Yeah, around yeah. 2014 to, to 2018. So 2018. a good four years. That's so much work to get something that should be <laughs> yeah, there. It was. In place. <laughs> <laughs> something that should already Are these be there. Very rich hotel owners finally getting the hint that they should do something. Not really, but. We will, clearly the people will hold them accountable. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Have you um, kept in touch with a lot of the organizers from this movement after this measure was passed? Have a, you been working a with A couple them? of them, yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. I mean, obviously after that, sure. yes, because I continue to work with the organization that yeah. was a part of this and now I still do. Mm, that's great. Yeah. That's okay. so cool. How if like people, I mean... I'd like to think in a perfect world, right? Like, you know, all the problems that hotel workers face are solved. But, like, I'm sure there's, like, other... There's always going to be other things, right? Just especially as, like, just the future... I mean, now and after the pandemic, the way the nature of work, especially this kind of labor, is changing. Yes. So, like, where should people go or how can people get connected if they want to, like, support what... Like, the efforts of hotel workers and whatnot? Absolutely seeing the Fair Hotels app. That's one of the ways they can track and see what hotels have a union Mm. process for hotel workers. And then the other one is the big fight at the moment is around Airbnb accountability, which Mm. is if who's cleaning up your Airbnb after Mm. you stay in it. That's the real catch. This is the next Mm. phase of exploitation for workers. And I say this personally because my mom was the house... She used to clean houses for a really long time, and that's what ended up being. Like, there's no structure for these workers to actually have a form of agency because it's so discombobulated. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. That's so wild because I often hear about like Airbnb from like a, you know, a like lefty perspective around like it takes like much needed housing like units or apartments off the market. Absolutely. Like, we're in a housing crisis. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. But we don't often think, or at least I, you know, I don't hear often people talk about like the the angle of like the labor and cleaning all of that, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're working at a hotel, you have all of these benefits and protections. Yeah. You don't have that. If yeah. you're just like, I'm a contract, I'm a, you know, on my... This is my hustle. Yeah. yeah. Just cleaning homes. And a lot of the times people are being, I'm speaking from experience, a lot of people are being employed by someone else. It's mm. not that it's their actual own hustle. My mom worked under somebody else's business yeah. for wow. a very long time. Yeah. Dang. Jeez. Dang. And then the the organization that's been pushing for a lot of this is the Long Beach Coalition for Good Jobs and Healthy yes. Community, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um and uh, I would definitely encourage people to check them out and get more involved in other uh, labor issues in Long yeah. Beach. It's hard work. <laughs> it's it not easy to do it's this. Not. It's unfortunate that change takes so much. Like, it's this is a beautiful, like, it ended up being a beautiful story that you showed what it takes to do this. But the fact that it needs to happen at all, like, yeah. that's yeah. the fight you're up against. You're up against lobbyists coming out and making t-shirts to be like f you you know you're up yeah. against city council members changing their mind at the last minute or yeah or yeah. actively just being like that's not an issue or get another job like that is disgusting you know and yeah. then you have to it's four years yeah and then this changes and then you have to after that probably hold them accountable when they do violate these things like oh. But it's the it's the the beast, right? That's it's like the beast. capitalism. Mm, that's this real. is where we're at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, last question. You should have the last word. What is just like the most like, insp- like what you know? What do you take away from all of that story and all of that work and just like what you know? I think what inspires you from all of that and and keeps you going from it. Oh my God, there's so much to it. I reflected on this. It, it was for a little bit over four years of my life. So that's a I long would. Time. Mm-hmm. It is a very long time. That could have been a whole degree. Yeah, that's <laughs> a whole degree. <laughs> or almost a degree if you're me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For those of us on the five year plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say definitely the fact that, like, the hotel workers are so powerful. These women just like stand on their own in such a powerful way. And I'm so humbled when I'm in their presence about how much courage they have Mm. and how just, it's just so real. And the relationships that were built there were so beautiful. And I think that's the second thing that community shows up in such a beautiful way. And that's what I hold in my heart after all that work, because that's what keeps you going. Just knowing Mm. that like, community cares there's so much love people will show up it takes it takes work but the work is so worth it because of the people you're doing it with Mm -hmm. and i think the last one is like yes the policy is absolutely important but the power that is built the relationships and the um the genuine like understanding of what the vision we're all collectively drawing is the real real part that really wins because i think looking back it really made us understand so many dynamics and made us understand how how council worked, how we can hold them accountable, what are the mechanisms that we can do, and how do we build power outside of council to create real change for community without their decision. And I think those are the real things that I carried away. You're looking at me like, yes, I'm not yes. Cr- no, I'm not crying. <laughs> James crying? Here? It's a little warm in here. 
so much. That was beautifully said. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much for coming and sharing thank all those stories. Thanks. Yeah. Thank Thanks you for having me. Of course. Yeah. Anytime you want to come on the podcast and talk some shit. Spelling <laughs> <laughs> has some shit Spell to say. It. All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I think we got all of our plugs out of the way. We talked about ethical hotel. We did. Yeah, looking at your hotel workers union before you book a hotel and then watching out for Airbnb and who is cleaning those rooms. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's going to be a whole other struggle and journey that we're going to get into. Right. And like, listen, like there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. You know, you can make some better choices. (laughs) Yeah. But like, you know, the best that we can, we should like be able to to do these kind of things responsibly. Yeah, absolutely. You can make better choices. (laughs) Like you don't need the. Right. Anyway, I order the poppers I usually order from yeah. is like a, a black owned business so oh you know God. I do my, my best you're to support a hero. queer black labor <laughs> if anything you're a hero <laughs> shout out to Double Scorpio yeah. anyway <laughs> so progressive alright okay I thought that was a really good interview. That was so good. Yeah. I, was, I, I, in particular for me, I think that our show, uh, not to toot our own horn, but <laughs> I like, <laughs> I, oh my God. I, I like that we had a firsthand account of, of what, what that work looks like, you know, what, what it actually looks yeah. like to help people. Like this is real tangible effects and it took boots on the ground. It took getting people mobilized to do this in the face of opposition that was strong and scary. Right. You know, right, right. Yeah, I think about I think about this when I I I've told you before I'm horrible at flirting when I'm at the bar and what? I see somebody cute <laughs> oh. and I'm like I know what I got to do there's no shortcut to it right there's no I need to go there I need to, <laughs> I was I like where to, are you going wait, with this I have a point with this I, the point being there is no shortcut to organizing there's no shortcut sure. to getting what if you know what you want you got to go out and no, do it you got to put yeah. the work in to do it right yeah so. yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think work. this is a good reminder of that, yeah. right? Like, even, like, absolutely, like, there was a, such opportunity to get this passed to the city council, mm-hmm. right? And I think, like, this is their job, right? We elect people right. to make these decisions and, like, protect the most vulnerable in our community and our society. That's the idea. And when they don't, <laughs> we go home, we go and look cute, walking yeah. on some doors, yeah, right? Yeah, Knocking yeah. on some doors. So, yeah. And I think, like, I love this, too, because, like... You know, so much of these, like, this is not a silver bullet, right? Like, there's no, no, like, as much as we fight and we work towards this, there's always going to be more work to be done. And I think, like, not only, like, you know, there's still problems that persist for hotel workers, like, and winning a union, and especially in these luxury hotels, who, they have the the money. money. They have the money. They have the money, right? Like, that is a huge step forward. Not all hotels in Long Beach or across the country are unionized, right? Especially, like, the smaller ones. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that those workers don't deserve dignity and respect on the job or that they don't deserve living wages or all these kinds of protections that workers at luxury hotels have right it's yeah and i think like uh, the other thing like too that i think about a lot i mean even like when i try and travel and take time off too is like the role of airbnbs right Mm -hmm. like that's like a whole thing when you think about in the end yeah yeah she kind of like and i'm glad she brought it up too because we often don't think about like yeah we talk about like it's taking apartments or homes off the market for yeah. people who need housing. Like like everything in capitalism, it's a smorgasbord of bad. Right. Like there's other facets. But her 
your point to yeah. too, right? Around like, oh, so somebody has to clean, right? And it's yeah. often not like the people who own those those homes or units who are always doing the like, they hire somebody else, right? They're and, more invisible than the yeah. hotel workers we have. You don't often don't see these people. Right, and it comes in and you know. What's the much movie we watch with the train and the snow and the piercing what? and the? Snow uh, they talk about the, yeah. <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but, you but keep the making idea. these points that are like <laughs> leaps and bounds. No, but the idea was like that. You know, oftentimes like we like the labor and yeah. the work it takes, the backbreaking works is invisible to us. Yeah. But it is real. Yeah. It no, is real. Nothing is nothing magically happens. Your yeah. clothes got here from somewhere. All right. this stuff happens somewhere, you know. No, you don't just because right. you don't see the face, oftentimes you can swallow right. a and lot. I, and I think a good point about that, mm. we we were looking up some looking up some data because we smart like that. Yeah. Because and... our producers were like, you need more numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and I just cute and you looking, have vibes and feelings but looking at like the, the 2020 ACS like the census data right yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, there's like 46,000 workers in the city um, categorized as like the service industry, service mm. workers, right? Mm. So like whether that's in within hotels, yeah. right? Whether that's just like, you know, in within restaurants, right? Like that's a huge population. Yeah. And keep in mind, like census data for 2020, the year of the pandemic is, yeah. my gut feeling is like, it might not be 100% accurate. Right. It might be more, you know, like, I don't know. I, rem- I remember like when, like within the first like three weeks when the pandemic hit here mm-hmm. and like the like everything shut down. Yeah. I was like, okay, we're gonna ride this out and then go have my birthday in July. It's gonna be fun, right? Like <laughs> I remember all of us I living, that. living we those all, dreams. We, listen, we were all there, <laughs> yeah. right? We're just like, oh, we got our quarantine snacks, we'll ride this out. Yeah. And I remember talking So I made to, an iced coffee today on my TikTok and uh yeah, this <laughs> should be great. We'll be back in a couple weeks. I don't drink iced coffee, but um <laughs> I remember talking to a friend and he was just like, you know, I don't think that we, but also people understand that whenever things may improve, like even in this interim, Mm -hmm. the like labor and our, the, the, the workforce landscape, like it is the service sector is forever changed. Yes. And like we could, I did not even like, I understood him, but I didn't even know. And he didn't know at that time what that was going to be. And now here we are where all of these, you know, there's so many places are now trying to unionize. Yeah. People are realizing like, we don't need to take this. Like we deserve, like all these things we're asking for is like, just like the bare minimum. Right. And people are organizing their workplaces. They're fighting for all these things. Oh my god. It's like you don't even need to necessarily like know how bad conditions are if you just like punch in 725 <laughs> To the, like an inflation calculator, you're yeah. like, oh shit, right, right. And <laughs> like, so I love this story, and I'm glad we did it because it also t- I think about like how it ties into like you know with Measure N. It was like, okay, we can raise the minimum wage for hotel workers, the most yeah. impacted. Now let's do it for the rest of the industries. Exactly. Let's do it for every worker in Long Beach. That's right? how these and things happen. You know, we have a raised minimum wage in California, right? Yeah. Like, and like Long Beach was doing it. It was one of the first cities in California to mm-hmm. look at a sector of workers and say we're going to raise minimum wage. It takes right? work, like, and then and now. Now, like, you know, we have all these Starbucks workers now yeah. who are organizing and fighting for unions. Yeah. Like, it's just this snowball effect, right, of winning and we're going bigger and bigger and bolder. Like, that's what's so inspiring to me. It's, look, it's hard to have hope. That's, no one's gonna, if you, I, I mean, there's there's poets and artists and everyone that's been like, you know, like. Shout out to the tender queers. If, if you, <laughs> God. <laughs> If you if you sat down and, and and looked at all the reasons to like give up and all the reasons to hope, like you would have given up a long time ago. I yeah. think there's a quote I've heard from that. It's like, hard. It's hard but, out there. But like you can make things better for the next day or the next yeah. day. You can make a difference one person's life at a time. These hotel workers did that themselves. Yeah. They organized and they got together and 
realty. Miriam yeah. Kaba, amazing abolition organizer, has a really good quote. Right. Which I, I thought about it when Marlon was talking about the night of the city council vote when the city council killed Claudius Law. Mm-hmm. And it was like, then, okay, we're going to go to the ballot. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, let this moment radicalize you rather than lead you to despair. A classic. Yeah. Like, classic. Miriam Kaba hit it right there. She, right. Like, yeah. it I is mean, just, she's just, <laughs> by yeah. the way, nothing but bangers from her. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kenny quoted her right. in yeah. in the environment episode. Oh, yeah. it's true. I yeah, mean, yeah. you need you need to find these moments, yeah. Which I think is why it was so important that we had this story on and this guy. You need to find these moments where, as like as an organizer, something happened and mm-hmm. it changed for the better. You know, We're because these moments are <laughs> because these moments are few and far between. Yeah, because the machine is so ugly and it's perpetual. You know, and we're asking for so little. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're asking for for basic protection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Uh, thank you, Marlon, for joining us. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah, it was great. You can follow us at LB Chisme on Instagram and Long Beach Chisme on Twitter. If you have any questions, comments, or follow-ups yourself, you can message us at those socials or at lbchisme at gmail.com. Long Beach Chisme is brought to you in collaboration with Forth.org, a home for Long Beach grassroots art and media. If you're interested in supporting local watchdog journalism, IMAS, you can donate to Forth via Patreon at patreon.com slash ForthLBC. That's F O R. T-H-E-L-B-C um, Yeah, I've Thank been you for Daniel Spear And I'm James Swasso <laughs> Thanks for listening <laughs> Stay queer and stay radical Bye, Bye.